As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are not prepared. You are not prepared! Welcome back to World of Warcraft Resurrected. I'm Chris. And this is Brandon. And what were you just doing? I don't worry about it. <coughs> <coughs> uh, Looks like you're doing something sketchy. Yep. Alright, we're going to talk about what we've been doing in game. So, what have I been doing? Well, I've been raiding. And uh, doing cooking and fishing daily every day. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we went to SSC the other night because I was going to go to karate. It snowed, got canceled. I was already thinking about not going anyways because of the snow. It's not because I can't drive it. It's because other people are stupid and idiots and they can't drive. So, and... Want to keep my son safe, so we stayed home. So, I went to SSC with uh, the tribe. I know, you're shocked. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had some problems, with, but, you know, we, we did what we could. We did some progression. That's the main thing. Uh, we downed bosses. Yeah. Did we down... Yeah, we got... Uh, hyd did we do hydros? Yes. And the lurker below. Yes. I didn't get nothing. <laughs> and then we got... And that's also... That's also when we killed... Uh, we also killed more of them. That's right. That's right. And uh, we went to TK the other day. And... Uh, did we down any Boston TK or were we just... No, it's um, still... We got... So, sort of... Sort of... Sort of... You know that Florian? one? That was when I... That's the one I wasn't able to go on because that was... Oh, that's right. You watched uh, some of it. And yeah. then you got on and said, Hey, my internet sucks. I can't really go anyway. So blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What... Hi, Astromancer Solarian. That's right. That's the name I was thinking of. 
But uh, I say we pro did some progression. We got him down pretty good, but we didn't actually doubt him. Yeah, that's uh, the one everybody was griping about that I wasn't there. Yeah, we all wish you were there, and I know you do too, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't think we pugged anybody, did we? I can't remember. I think we pugged a couple, but I'm not sh for sure. I even brought my Druid Trody in, thinking that the Gift of the Wild, because we had no Druids whatsoever, thinking that Gift of the Wild and my Fairy Fire and... Moonfire would help, but uh, I think somebody stayed in on accident or wasn't paying attention and half the raid got blown up. So I couldn't tell if uh, it helped or hurt. So, <laughs> And I couldn't use my battle res because hell, half the raid was gone, so no point in doing it. By that time, uh, all the ads had respawned, and so we just called it. So, yep. And I haven't been doing Kara. Just, one, I don't need anything. Two, I've been so busy running TK and SSC that I really don't want to commit to another Kara run for a while. Now, when badges come out, oh yeah, we run Kara a lot. So. Sure, you will. Uh, I've been working on my rogue a little bit here and there. Got him up a little couple more levels. I think he might be 55, 56, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me. Let me see. Don't quote me, boy, because I ain't saying shit. <laughs> You're, uh, what's funny on my side... You muted. I know you stopped, but it clearly muted. Oh. Yeah, I stopped. Uh, let's see. Nope, he's, my rogue is 52. I don't know why I thought he was 55, 56, but anyway. Because you're wishful thinking, sir. I wishful am a wishful thinking. thinker. What can I say? So what you been doing? Um, well, you don't want to know. Because uh, I don't really do a in, whole lot anymore. In game. In game. In game. In game. I don't really do a whole lot anymore. Uh, with it being, I don't know, so busy at home, I do get to play. I mean, I, I can't say I don't get to play because I get to play quite a bit now. More than what I was there for a while. But really when I'm on, I'm trying to uh, try to maximize getting all of my consumables and where I can get them and if I can get them cheap enough um, and just trying to figure out the best course of action for healing uh, for Savage and um, so you know a lot, of, a lot of my time is spent doing a, doing a whole lot of number crunching I guess um, when I'm at home especially but when I do get to play, I've been playing the uh, Hunter quite a bit. I started a Hunter. My son wanted to have one, so started a Hunter. Um, I didn't put him in the tribe. He's in uh, Mine and Chris's guild for right now. Because um, I don't want him to be... I, I don't want to log, him to log on one day if I let him. And um, the guild is, you know, mature audience. And he's still a kid. 
So I just, if he logs on, that way he's logged on to, the, you know, our guild where there's nobody in there. Yeah. Um, that way he doesn't, I don't have to worry about him. You know, all I got to worry about is trade chat. And he don't have to worry about him joining the guild and them being toxic. Yeah. He's in a guild. He can't just join a guild, so. Yeah, so. But I've been playing him some. Um, I've gotten him to 30. So I uh, got his um, ram mount, and I'm going to go back and let him pick another color out because I got the white one because I'm the one that did it. So, uh, But I'll let him pick the color out that he wants. Oh, uh, let's see. Got that. Got my mage is 65. I've been doing some talking to some people who do the boosts, and they say that um, I need 10K mana before I can really do the boost properly. I can get the pool. I've got the pool. And I can get them up on the wall, and I can get them about halfway dead. But I can't kill them fully, um, because I just don't have enough mana. So, I can get about three-fourths of the way dead before I run out of mana. So, I got, I've got been doing that. And then, uh, let's see, I don't think I've really played much of anybody else. Uh, yeah, did some raiding in Kara. You've been course. doing some stuff on Talit. Oh, Talit, yeah. Talit, I, uh, mainly what I do on Talit is just, uh, she's on for me. Some farming here and there, but, uh, she does do the gruels and mags runs. She does most of my care running now. Uh, Savage doesn't need anything. She's just there if they need her. But, uh, Talit still needs an offhand out of Kara. And then, of course, uh, I just got Gruel and Mags done. Um, I just got the pieces from Gruel, from, I think, Gruel, and then got the piece from Nightbane or whatever it was, so I could, I was doing the quest that you do in Heroic Slave Games. Okay. So I just got all that stuff taken care of. But other than that, uh, just Gruel Mags and, and Kara with her. Um, unless they need Savage, but I've been trying not to have to log on to Savage because I want to play, uh, every once in a while I want a DPS. Yeah. Alright. I did play in the Warrior. I got a Warrior that I've been messing around, I started messing around with again. You did do some farming the other day. What was you farming? Uh, Primal Fires? You know, I just realized I didn't put my headset on. This might sound awful. I do believe it was primal fires that I was uh, that I was farming the other day. All right. So if the sound quality sucked at the beginning, I apologize. I'm an idiot and didn't put my headset on. So the rest of the podcast should sound great. Are you was that was that when I was farming on Elemental Plateau? I don't remember you were telling me you were farming stuff and you. Picked up a lot of primals, and you actually got some gold. And oh no, that's when I was over there doing quests over in uh, what's it called with those mana. Well, one day you were farming primals, and then and then one and then later or something like that, you were just doing quests. Yeah, because you were trying yeah. to get gold. Yeah, I was over there farming in um, what is that Shadow Moon Valley? Yeah. And those, uh, um, don't tell those them your, mana, don't tell them your spot. Those mana things. Well, they, they'll know if they even 
remotely uh, go down there, any? Yeah. So, have you started the Netherwing? No, I haven't even touched Netherwing dailies or or even went over there and tried to get them yet. Well, he's able to know. get over there, but I just haven't done it yet. It's, yeah, somebody's already got them out. Oh, I know. I just know there's going to be so many people over there farming yeah. it and doing it that it's just going to take forever to uh, get in to get the things I'm, that you need. So I'm letting it die down a little I'm bit. I'm just going to wait till Wrath and get a Drake. So I'm in, I don't really care. I did that in Classic. I have no hurry to do it now. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the news. The Mind Quickity Gym updated Burning Crusade Classic. Blizzard has updated the trinket Mind Quickity Gym after community concerns were raised, asking if Blizzard could just ban the item in arenas instead of nerfing the haste bonus altogether. And uh, they came out to Blue Post saying, We have one update to the patch that we want to make very clear. Previously in testing, we were adjusting the haste that Mind Quickity Gym provided across the board. We've narrowed the scope of the adjustment, and the adjustment is My Quickly Gym is no longer usable in arenas. The trinket is unchanged in all other areas of play. And if y'all don't remember, it's uh, level 60 trinket from Balistraz, the Corrupt. And if you when you use it, it quickens the mind, increasing the mage's spell haste rating by 330 for 20 seconds. Which means yeah, they're they probably melting crap. They shouldn't change it. Well, they they didn't really change it. They just it's not usable arenas anymore. That's the only thing they did. So I think it should be. All right. Burning Crusade Classic Patch Notes Version Two Point Five Point Three. So, uh, Black Temple. Defeat the betrayer himself, Illidan Stormbraid, to top the Black Temple. There's nine bosses. Of course, it's level 70, it's in the Black Temple of Shadow Moon Valley. Improve your standing with the Ashtung Death Sword to earn rewards from Okulo inside the Black Temple. The Battle for Mount Hygel. Preserve the outcome of a pitiful battle for Mount Hygel and ensure the demon Archimonde meets his fate. Now there's five raid bosses in this one. Uh, it's in Caverns of Time and Teneris. Improve your standing with the scale of the Saiyans to earn rewards from Endormi in the Caverns of Time. And I really need to do that one with Tazrina because they sell epic jewel uh, crafting patterns. Raid Atumas. Those who wish to brave the two new raid instances must Complete the required attunement quest first. The required quest must be completed once per character. All new raid content will unlock at 3 p.m. on Thursday, January 27th. Epic Gems. Epic Gem jewel crafting designs will be available from Adorme to Caverns of Time. Epic Gems can be obtained from Battle for Mount Hygel through mining, which requires 375 mining skill, and as rare drops from Mount, or Black Temple. Netherwing Daily Quest. Earn Netherwing reputation through daily quests in Shadow Moon Valley. Collect Netherwing eggs to speed up reputation gains. Epic Nether Drake mounts will be available to players that reach Exalted reputation. 
and that requires artisan writing skill. We actually had somebody in the guild saying, hey, I can't find a person to do this. And they kept trying, kept looking, kept looking. And somebody says, hey, do, well, do you have epic flying? And they said, no. Like, well, you got to have epic flying. No, they said super flying. Oh, well, I know. I didn't want to say that. They said super flying. But, uh, Burning Crusade Arena Season 3. The week of January 18th, with the weekly reset each reason, Arena Season 3 has begun. The matchmaker has been adjusted to increase the range of possible opponents. This will help match players of uh, different matchmaking levels more quickly. As before, teams with similar rays who queue at the same will be prioritized to match against each other. In the updates, bosses in Serpentrine Cavern Tempest Keep now drop one additional class token for a, a total of three. Bosses at MacTheridon's Lair and Grill's Lair now drop an additional loot token for a total of three. The Lurker Below, Morgrim Tidewalker, Alar, and High Astrometer Slarian have had their loot tables updated to their final state, which includes additional drops for each boss and, in some cases, new items. All dungeon bosses now have a chance to drop epic gems in heroic difficulty. New Dark Moon cards have a chance to drop. Warlocks can now learn to summon Incubus by completing a new quest line. Have you started that yet? No. Oh, okay. The Consortium vendor now sells Formula Enchant Weapon Major Striking. Oh, okay. The Otter Hold and Thrallmar vendor now sells Pattern Netherscale Ammo Pouch. The Lower City vendor now sells Enchant Ring Stats and Pattern Quiver of a Thousand Feathers. I got that already. <laughs> Mind Quickening Gym is no longer usable in arenas. The trick has unchanged all the areas of play, which we already talked about. The following items are no longer usable inside arenas. Night Invulnerability Belt. Nanomatic Projector, Dazzling Longsword, Silent Fang, and Skull of Impending Doom. User Interface You can now select multiple activities when searching for groups in the Looking for More UI. After listing your, your group in the Looking for Group UI, the UI will now automatically search for other groups interested in the same activities. In the Looking for Group UI, the entire drop-down body can now be clicked to open the drop-down. You may now report players search via slash who using the right-click menu. Added a more descriptive error message when attempting to transfer a character who is in a read a team captain from one realm to another. Oh yeah, that would suck. If you're a captain, you're like, ah, I'm leaving. Fix an issue that caused duels to end after 15 minutes. Okay. Wow. Uh, I don't want a duel to go 15 minutes at all. Mm -hmm. uh, added a have materials filter in the profession UI. Fix an issue that caused interface errors to appear when using the character unstuck service. Oh, yeah. Fix a bug where the player model in the character sheet could get stuck rotating when the player moves the mouse. Okay. And there's a 
bunch of bug fixes. I'm not going to go through all those because, you know, they're just bugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like fix an issue that caused loot sparkles to not properly scale up in size for larger creatures. Now please loot the hounds. Yeah, it's just stuff like that, so I'm not going to talk about Ooh, all those. there's a new festival coming out. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's already out, isn't it? Or was I dreaming that? Well, I don't know if it's out yet. I think I was dreaming it. <laughs> Alright, now. Burning Crusade Classic Phase 3 release schedule. Blizzard released a uh, release schedule for the upcoming Phase 3 content in Burning Crusade Classic. A new PvP season, a new Warlock pet, and new raids, Black Temple and Mount Hydral, will be rolling out over the next few weeks. To learn more about the upcoming raids, check out our guys below. And then if you go to Wowhead, then uh, they got guides up here for like the overview, their loot table, and stuff like that. The new content update for British King Classic, The Black Temple, will be available on the week of January 17th. The following week on January 27th at 3 p.m. PST, both raid instances, the Battle for Mont Hygel Black Temple, as well as a new daily quest hub will be available worldwide. So, the Warlock pet, we already know about. The new PvP season starts, we know about. Both the yep. new raids open up. And you have to be attuned for both of these instances. Yes, you do. The Epic Gems we talked about. Another daily quest hub we talked about. Uh, let's see. And they talk about how to gain entry to Hydral Summit. Getting entry to the Black Temple. All the, all the quest lines. So if you want a more in-depth what you got to do, then go to Wowhead. Yeah, that's... It's a, I mean, a lot of it starts over there in Caverns of Time anyway. Yeah. Oh, the stuff for uh, my eyes will does. The stuff for Black Temple starts in front of Black Temple. Yep. There's on Wowhead. There's also a tier list for two v two arena teams in Burning Crusade Classic. So you can go look at that. As you can tell, we don't do much PvP. Warglaive loot priority in Burning Crusade Classic. The Warglaive of Azanoth items are among the most sought-after items in all of World of Warcraft. These items drop from Elden Stormrage and upcoming Black Temple Raid. Players in the Burning Crusade Classic are about to get their first attempts at defeating Illidan and obtaining the Warglaives when Phase 3 raids release on January 27th. Some lucky few may even see a Warglaive of Azanoth drop on their first kill. Now, just how rare are these weapons? Who should receive them first in your raid? What class sees the biggest DPS increase from, from getting the Warglaives? Warrior or Rogue? Well, they answer that in the guide on Wowhead. About the coolest weapons of the game, the legendary main hand Warglaive of Azanoth and offhand Warglaive of Azanoth. So, how rare are they? Your chance to see at least one main hand and at least one offhand is 26.2% after 14 kills, 50.1% after 24 kills, 75.9% after 40 kills. Your chance to see no glaives at all is 59.9% after 5 kills, 
35.8% after 10 kills and 12.9% after 20 kills. That is a nice way of saying that even if your guild has promised you the first Warglaives, you could be waiting for many months before even seeing them drop. On the other hand, there will surely be some insanely lucky people who complete their Warglaive set within the first month. It's all a dice. Yep. And it is a sword, so if you don't have sword skill, guess what? You're not going to do it. I think, uh, I think whoever gets the first one should get automatically get the uh, offhand one. Oh, yeah. Drop. Oh, yeah. And then they go into more about that, uh, like who should get them and stuff like that. I'm not gonna, we're not going to get too depth about that. And they no, also, but, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, no, it's a cool weapon. But. Yeah, it looks cool and everything, but got to do what you got to do for the guild, so, or the raid. Best yeah. of slot gear, guys, for Black Temple Mount Hydro Burning Crusade Classic Phase 3 is up on Wowhead. So if you're wondering what your BIS for Phase 3 is, guess what? It's up. And I like to look at it for an idea. I typically don't normally follow it saying I have to have all this stuff because uh, like we've said before, if you don't have a bunch of that gear, then one of the BIS gear might not be as good as another piece you already have because it doesn't kind of go with what what you already have. Like, for instance, the Prot uh, Pally, if you're not defense cap, then you're going to need a piece of BIS defense gear maybe. But if you're defense capped already, you don't need another piece of defense you might need to go for spell power which you might not have enough of so you kind of just kind of know, know your class and get what you need and kind of follow the bis I try to follow it as much as i can yeah um i mean i make my own decisions <laughs> some of it but for the most part, I try to follow what they say because they're right. I mean, they've got a lot of people putting that putting this data in. So yeah, but then again, it can all be biased to me. Uh, you know, a website can use whatever weapon in or item they think is correct, what they feel is right. So it's all up to your play style, really, how you play. Okay, now something that uh, kind of upsets me. Chinese Realms bundle Swift Spectral Tiger Mount for six month subscription at Burning Crusade Classic. So, if you're on a Chinese Realm and you get the six month subscription, you automatically get a Swift Spectral Tiger Mount. Yeah, I want a Swift Spectral Tiger Mount. I want them to give it to me. I signed up for the six month subscriptions. Come on, Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, on the Wild China announcement post, they also included a short video showing off the rays of the Swift Spectral Tiger, obtainable for players that purchased the 180 Days of Game Time bundle. It is important to note that the Chinese World of Warcraft realms are managed by NetEase, and oftentimes will have differences in the game or shop when compared to other regions. The bundle that includes a Swift Spectral Tiger, Wind Low Mount, and Goblin Kettle Toy costs, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> about $267 USD. 
and the bundle without the Swiss Patrol Tiger cost about $49 USD. Now, now the original raids of the Swiss Spectral Tiger was awarded for the World of Warcraft trading card game for one of the rarest cards ever printed. Today, these cards are valued over $5,000 USD on the secondary market, as these cards haven't been printed since 2007 and are rapidly becoming harder and harder to find. So if you want a Spectral Tiger mount, you're going to cost, you're, you're going to pay over $5,000 for it. I'm sorry, but I like World of Warcraft, but yeah. Just give it to me. Right now. In my six-month bundle. And I haven't signed on to regular to see if I got any <laughs> stuff, new stuff. Oh, we got a pet, but I, or something. But I didn't, I just claimed it. I didn't, uh, I think I, that's what I did. That's what I think it, I did. Alright. It was that goblin thing. The last thing in the news, 10 Hot Idols of Black Temple of Mount Hydro Burning Crusade Classic Phase 3. Now, many classes will see complete overhauls to their BIS list, which Wowhead is updated, like I said. Today, we're discussing 10 of the Hot Idols' upcoming phase in no particular order and what classes want them the most. Momento of Tyrade. Tyrand, sorry. Tyrande. Tyrande. Alright, it's a trinket, which increases healing done by 118 and damage done by up to 37 for all magical spells and effects. And each time you cast a spell, there is a chance you'll gain 76 mana per 5 for 15 seconds. Ooh, that is a good one. It is the best healing trinkets in the game for all healing classes. But the mana regen proc effect is more valuable for some classes over others. For healing classes that have very few mana issues, it becomes a situational trinket. In regards to healing trinkets that are effective in both PvE and PvP, this is definitely the best trinkets in the game as many arena matches can come down to healer mana. Now, Zardub, the Great Staff of the Devourer, is a two-handed staff. Improves spell crit strike rating by 36. Improves spell haste rating by 55. Increases damage and healing done by magical spells and effects by up to 259. That's, uh, yeah. By the way, it's got 70 stamina and 47 intellect. Wow. The staff also is a very unique graphic on it. It's uh, for anybody who plays StarCraft, it's a Zergling. But for people who play... Um, World of Warcraft, it's a Fellhound. But it's stretched out long ways. And uh, its tail is like the handle of the staff, and it goes up to the body and the head. And then it's got its four little tentacle arms out that twitch every once in a while. Oh, cool. It's got like a little animation to it, so yeah. Now, it drops from Elder to Stormrage, and it's, of course, sought out by Spellcasters. It is extremely powerful staff for balanced druids, elemental shamans, shadow priests, warlocks, and mages. And it, it goes on to tell you exactly what Brandon just said. <laughs> Crystal's Spire of Karabor. And this one has got 22 stam, 15 intellect. It's a main hand mace. Increases healing done by up to 486. 
and damage done by up to 162 for all magical spells and effects. It also restores 6 mana per 5 seconds. And if your target is below 50% health, your direct healing spells will cause your target to be healed for an additional 180 to 220 health. Oh, I thought you said it was more than that. I guess I was thinking something wrong or something different. This one uh -oh. drops. This one yeah. drops off of Illness Storm Rage. Is without a doubt the strongest healing weapon in the game during Phase Three. Your last equip bonus on the item is also very unique, offering bonus healing to a target with less than fifty percent total health, making it extremely powerful for main tank healing. For this reason, this item was typically given to priests and shamans before druids, as a proc effect does not trigger from healing over time effects. And we had a conversation about that earlier, right before we did all this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, rolling on it. And you, had a, and you haven't even looked at this yet, so you already knew. Alright, Tempest of Chaos. It's a main hand sword. Got 30 stam, 22 intellect. If you equip it, improves spell hit rating by 17. Improves spell crit strike rating by 24. Increases damage and healing done by magical spell effects by 259. I'm going to guess uh, Mages of Warlocks. Oh, I didn't think about it. Prop Pallies, too. Yep. Okay. Now, this drops off for Archimonde. It is a powerful spellcaster sword. There isn't much for the protection palette to really get super excited over other than the faceplate of the impenetrable and bulwark of Asnoth, both from Illidan. And that one, that first one was a plate head, and the second was a shield, which will go great with that. Yeah. This trick in combat has a two percent chance of increasing your armor by two thousand. Oh, that is awesome. Bulwark of Asnoth is also an awesome, uh, awesome card in Hearthstone. Oh, really? Yep. Alright, but those are both from Illidan. Most warlocks and mages should be very grateful for the protection paladin tanks and benefit when the paladin gets the sword, as they will be able to generate even more AoE threat. Yeah, because if the pally, prop pally cannot get threat with that sword, there's a problem. Because they can really start the AoE threat if the paladin's got that much threat. The School of Gul'dan. It's a trinket. It's got spell hit rating by 25. Increases damage and healing done by magical spell effects by up to 55. And if you use it, tap into the power of the skull, increasing spell haste rating by 175 for 20 seconds. Now, this one drops off the of Illidan Storm Range. It is the best in-slot trinket for nearly every spellcaster. A unique trinket offering a haste bonus on use effect. This item is often compared to a mind quickening gem that's level 60 that we talked about earlier from classic while blizzard was close to nerfing mind quickening gem in the latest update they did revert to the change and left it at 330 haste and you just you just can't use it arenas yeah cursed vision of sargeras this is a leather headpiece approved uh, it's got a meta socket yellow socket it improves hit rating by 21, improves crit strike rating by 38, increases attack power by 108, 
and if you use it, it shows the location of all nearby demons on the minimap until cancelled. Only one form of tracking can be active at a time. So. Now, it's extremely powerful leather helmet and quite narcotic transmog. This item was worn by Illidan Storage himself and sought after by nearly all physical damage healers. Hunters, rogues, enhancement shamans, retribution paladins, and warriors can benefit from this helmet. Scepter of Purification. It's an offhand. It's got 24 staves, 17 int, 25 spirit. It increases healing done by up to 77 and damage done by up to 26 for all magical spells and effects. It drops off Archibald and is the best in-slot offhand for Druid and Priest healers. For Holy Paladins, it isn't necessarily best in slot, but it can be a decent choice. No. Fellstone Bulwark I has some crit on it and slightly better for Paladins. Oh, and that one drops off uh, Supremus. Nadina's Pendant of Purity drops from Mother Shiraz. And it is 16 stam, 14 int. Improves spell crit strike rating by 19. Increases healing done by up to 79. And damage done by up to 27 for all magical spells and effects. And it restores 8 mana per 5 seconds. And it is the best in slot neck for all healing classes. Because this item has spell crit on it, the paladin class can take advantage slightly more than other healers. Paladins benefit from heal crits because of illumination, which gives mana back after a critical hit lands. And then Madness of the Betrayer. It's a trinket. Proves hit rating by 20. Increases attack power by 84. Your melee and range attacks have a chance allow you to ignore 300 of your enemy's armor for 10 seconds. This is the best in-slot trinket for all physical damage dealers minus rogues. While still a fantastic trinket for rogues, it does fall short in comparison to Warp, Spring Coil, and Dragon Spine Trophy. For everyone else, this is one of the best trinkets in the game for physical damage dealers as armor penetration is an extremely valuable attribute. And then the Warglaves. That's all I got to talk about. I think that's pretty much all I had to talk about. I mean, you talked about the <laughs> the main weapons and stuff that I was going to talk about. You got anything to add on those weapons, or huh? You got anything to add about those weapons? Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. I pretty much said them all. I'm not happy with the fact that they think that I'm not going to roll on a mace. Oh, we all know you are. I know you are. I don't blame you. I mean, yeah, it's good for... Like, I'd probably pass on it, though. I mean, really and truthfully, to a priest. Well, I know if somebody is on that could benefit better, you'll say, hey, go ahead. But, yeah, if I'm in a pug... Yeah, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're try. That's all fair game. In love and World of Warcraft. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to Karazhan. And uh, tonight we're gonna, or today we're gonna talk about chess of it and Prince, and then next time, next week we're gonna talk about another spite and Nightbane. 
So, I'll let Brandon start off with chess event. Chess. I like chess. Now, chess event, I'll I'll start it off. After you kill Shade, you, I think you go up the thing and around and you go through, you kill these ethereals. Or was that last week? I can't remember. I think I I told you, I told, I said how to get there last week. Then you get to this up ramp and down ramp. You go down the ramp to get to chess, right? Yes. You go down the ramp and uh, you fight some stuff. And then, uh, as you go down the ramp, I think there's uh, one, there's two guys that you fight right before. Uh, yeah, the room, that's right. Gets and then you, and then you can go down and go to the consortium vendor. You can repair. A lot of people yep. like to go there first because they can repair. Some guilds like to go to another spite first, but we're going to go to chess first. So you can go there repair, and then chess, you you don't really get damaged, so you don't have to go back afterwards. So now, now we're at chess. It's chess. A little something to uh, a little something to note about chess. This is a huge chessboard. Yep, pieces are bigger than your characters. If you but, see it, Harry Potter, then you know you'll see. You. Yeah, it's kind of like you are standing there, but it's not. You're just taking over the yeah. chess piece. Uh, so before the pull, everything you know, the goal of the encounter is to kill Medivh's king. Um, it's a simple task if you target Medivh's healers first. The bishops, uh, one of Medivh's bishops are dead. Only the queen and king are the dangerous pieces. Remaining, it is necessary to kill the queen, but if she is exposed, it might make the encounter easier to kill her before focus firing on the king piece. So before starting the encounter, it's a good idea to communicate, you know, tell, talk about people who's going to take what piece. Uh, you know, typically your tanks are going to try to control the king and queen pieces, which are the king um, on our side, which would be the king and the caster. Um, or the, whatever he's called, mage or something or another. So, uh, they're going to take those and uh, your healers, they'll control bishops, damage dealers, they'll control knights and rooks and pawns. Um, that's not how we do it. It's just kind of people race to see who can get to the pieces first. Yeah. So when a raid member takes control of a chess piece, they'll have new abilities appear on their pet control bar. Both move and change facing will appear on every chess piece. However, each piece will have two unique abilities. So everybody knows what a move, uh, what move means. It moves your your piece one place. If um, if there's something in your way. Usually you can jump over it or move to the the space in front of them. Change face, exactly that. You change which way you're facing. And then they'll have two, each one will have two abilities. So here's kind of the encounter strategy. We talked about that. Um, They say it's recommended that everyone takes control of a pawn, moving it out of the way of that player's assigned piece, freeing the better piece and allowing them to move. Once the better piece has been freed, Players can drop control from the pawns and take over their assigned chess. So as previously stated, it's recommended to go with these bishops first. Once those are done, you can focus fire on the queen. You can focus fire queen and then the king, or go directly for the king. 
we always just go directly for the king. Um, the queen is just a, uh, a casualty of war. <laughs> yeah. So, the biggest thing to note is if, if during the event he cast out what they call Fury of Medivh, which is a fire spell, um, you can't, you, it'll land on a, you know, a certain amount of squares, but you have to be two squares away from it in order for the fire not to hit you. Yeah. So you can't have the fire and then be one square away because it's still hitting you. You have to be, you have to have a square between you and the fire. And that fire hurts. So you can usually kind of, if you do it a few a little bit, you can uh, kind of brain, you know, gauge when they're going to uh, do that fire. And maybe you won't have moved your piece so you can move your piece out of the way. Or maybe you, maybe you, uh, you know, have it. Haven't changed the uh, face or something like that. He just don't want it to be on cooldown, to where you can move it. Now the bosses and their abilities in Karazhan, each each piece, like they said, each piece has a an ability. And I'm going to talk about the alliance side. Uh, there's a there's there's one for each. There's one for the alliance and one for the horde. Um, if Chris wants to go back over the horde and what they do, he can. But I'm going to go over the Alliance side because that's what I play. So King Lane, for instance. King Lane has a, uh, has well, a sweet ability. Uh, the, the ability also goes for Warchief. Blackhand. Yeah, his is called. Yeah, they're they're all the same. The Lies and the Porter are the same. Yeah. So King Lane or Warchief Blackhand, they have an ability called Sweeper Cleave, which deals 4,000 damage to all enemy targets. In three spaces in front of a chess piece, so you're hitting three pieces for anywhere for four thousand damage. And then they have heroism or bloodlust. This ability increases all damage dealt for nearby pieces within eight spaces. Ooh. So anybody within eight spaces of King Lane or War Chief Blackhand will gain increased uh, damage. Then you go to the Queen. Or it's a human conjurer or an orc warlock. They have elemental blast or fireball. This ability is long range that deals 4,000 damage to a target. And they have rain of fire or poison cloud. And this has a long range that deals 6,000 damage in 3 by 3 space area. So a 3 by 3 square, it'll do 6,000 damage to anything in that area. And it has a pretty long range. Yeah. The bishop abilities are your uh, healers, your human clerics, or your orc necrolites. They have healing or shadow mend. It heals a target uh, friendly unit for 12,000 health. <clears throat> or a holy lance or shadow sphere. This ability deals 2,000 damage to all enemy targets in a direct line in front of the chest piece up to three spaces away. I don't usually do a whole lot of damage with the healers if I'm playing a healer. Um, I'm mainly waiting to heal so I don't uh, take anybody's you know take a cooldown away or yeah. be on a global cooldown when somebody needs to heal yeah because when you do the if you do the holy lance or shadow spear it also shares the cooldown with the healing or shadow mid yeah on both on both abilities they, they share a cooldown with the other at least a global cooldown with each other yeah so you have to watch for that now you have the uh, the knights which are your horses or wolf riders, or, or a wolf for the orcs, but 
um, human charger or, or an orc wolf. They have smash or bite. It deals 3,000 damage to a target one space away, so right in front of them. And stomp or howl. This ability reduces the damage of all nearby enemy pieces for 10 seconds. So, it's a pretty good ability. Um, if you can really strategize it out and have these guys right next to these other guys and reduce the damage. Man, once people start in on it, actually, it's just balls to the walls. Go straight for the king. They don't use any of these other abilities, but it's good to know. The rook abilities are a conjured water, water elemental and summoned daemon or demon. They have geyser and hellfire. This ability deals 3,000 damage to all enemy units within the one space of the chest piece. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> they can be behind them, in front of them, beside them, as long as it's in within yeah. one space, it deals damage. And then you got water shield or fire shield. This ability reduces all damage taken by 50% for 5 seconds. Now, I do use that when I'm playing as a water elemental, especially if I'm up there dealing damage to uh, the king, or the to war chief. Because you take 50% 50 less damage for 5 seconds. That can usually save you from 1, maybe 2 swings. Uh, where you're taking 50% damage. So, give the healers time to heal somebody else. Well, I thought else the before. cooldown was 5 seconds for everything. No. If you use the... If you use the water shield, it's a, I think it's 30 seconds or 15 second cooldown, something like that. You couldn't just use that every time. That wouldn't be fair. And then you have uh, your pawn, your pawns, the human footmen or orc grunts. They have a heroic blow or a vicious strike, which this ability deals a thousand damage to a target one space away. And then they have shield block or weapon deflection, which this ability absorbs 500 damage, but only lasts for five seconds. And then you have Echo of Medivh abilities. You have Hand of Medivh. The Hand of Medivh, or Berserker Cheat, will increase a chess piece's size, damage output, and the amount of spaces it can move for a short time. Ooh. Now, this doesn't happen for um, Alliance. This only happens for Horde. Or, I guess maybe if Horde's playing, it happens for Alliance. But The Fury of Medivh, or the Damage Cheat, will choose a random piece and spawn a ring of fire around it. If this targets an important piece, such as the king, a bishop, or the queen, quickly move them out of the fire before taking too much damage. And then they have a heal cheat, which the heal cheat will heal Medivh's king and other pieces of to full health. And I guess that happens if you're doing it a while, because I've never seen the heal cheat happen. And that's all of your that's all of your pieces and what they do. Now, um, pieces pretty much move straight or side by side, or you know, to the left or the right. They don't. Um, Except don't for the knight. Except for yeah, the knight. The knight can, can still L shape. I think right. Yeah, they can move. I think they can like move three spaces ahead or two spaces up and one over. Yeah, or whatever. still L shape. Yeah, more or less. But yeah, that's uh, that's all of the the chess pieces. Yeah. What they do, and my voice is trying to go out. 
And everybody's trying to get the, if you're a tank, you're trying to get the King's Defender. Yeah. That's, like, the main thing in there. Yeah. Alright, now, uh, this next area you go to has these little, uh, what, do you, what would you call them? The little um, bloodsucker thingy, I don't know what you call flesh them. Flesh Ripper. Flesh Rippers, yes. Now, these things hit like a truck. And you're pulling two of them. So what normally we do is we have one tank go up the stairs. And we watch because there's another one that pats by. So you have a chance of pulling three of them. And it can wipe the rain because they hit hard. So the tank goes up there and tries just to pull the two. And what they do is they pull them back and they jump back down the stairs or they run down the stairs. I just jump down the stairs. And then the off tank pulls one of them off the tank and the tank takes one and they separate them. And the DPS downs them. And then they can either all go up the stairs and they can uh, hit the pat that run, runs by or the what normally we do is we, the tank goes up there and pulls that third one by itself and then you go everybody goes up the stairs this time for sure and there's two in another little bitty room after that they pull them back into the main room separately and they kill them and then they go up the winding staircase make sure you walk on the inside of the stairs because if you walk on the outside there's a pat that there's a room up on the stairs that there's a pat that kind of walks out if you're running on the inside of the stairs, you won't pull it. But if you're running on the outside towards the wall, your chances are you're going to pull it. So you run up the whitey staircase. You go up to the top. There's one more flesh ripper. You kill it. And then you head on in for Prince. Now Prince, uh, once you get to Prince, you're going to have some talking and, you know, strategy and, and whatnot. Uh, usually the tanks know where to go. There's a little, there's a little nook that's out to the right. Um, what we do is we have the strategy we use is when you walk in, there's this little like overhang or covering as you walk into the the room. We don't go outside that covering if we get help from it. That just that's just because it pretty much uh, it pretty much cheeses where he drops his infernals. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. It's it's RNG on the Infernals. But if they drop near you, you can run out. But, you know, let's just talk about some of the abilities. First thing is, summon Infernal. Summons an Infernal to a random location that cannot be attacked, and it deals a constant large AoE around it. And it's just Hellfire. And it ticks for quite a bit. It ticks for 3,000. So, if you're in it, yeah, you're taking 3,000. Every so often in Phase 1 and 2, um, Prince will cast Enfeeble. It reduces the health of a random non-tank raid member to one one hit point. It could do like three or four people. But it takes them to one hit point. Now, that one hit point, um, it's going to scare you. But as long as you are over 30 yards away from Prince when he casts his Shadow Nova, you won't take any damage. And you'll go back up to the health you had when you were at one, you know, before you 
kept it feeble. Shadow Nova deals shadow damage to all nearby players and knocks them backwards. Shadow Word Pain. You know what that is. Thrash. Thrash is only used during Phase 2 and it allows Prince to attack up to two extra times at once. This is Something when we armor. usually burn him down during yeah, Phase 2. Phase, phase 2 do, he gets axes. pop hero and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah Phase 2 he gets his axes. And, uh, I, thought phase three, he, I thought Phase 3 he gets axes. Phase 3 is when he throws the axes. Oh, okay. Sorry. But Phase 2... When you get him to 62%, he starts phase two. But we'll talk about the different phases here in a minute. But uh, he, he just he does more damage. Summoner armor is only used during phase two, and it reduces tank's armor by 1,000 per stack, and it can stack up to five times. Summon axes only used during phase three. Summons the axes as a non-attackable enemy that attacks random targets. It just comes out and decides to punch you in your face. Only used during phase three is amplified damage. It increases a random target's damage taken by 100% for 10 seconds. That can be removed by a priest or maybe a paladin. I think a paladin as well. Yeah. Now, I, think, I don't know. Here's, here's the strategy or the strategy that these guys talk about. The entire raid will need to avoid these summoning. That's why we stand underneath, or that's why we stand just right inside the door. Uh, close enough to where you can hit them with 30-yard range spell. Or or longer. Uh, but this says the entire raid will need to avoid the summon infernals that drop around the room places. If one lands near or on your raid location, you must move away from it, or you will die. Dispel any Shadow Word pains that are on the raid. During Phase 1 and 2, Prince uh, will cast Infield, as I said. Uh, it reduces their health to one hit point. Shortly after that, he'll cast his Shadow Nova, which deals shadow damage to any players that are near. Ranged DPS and healers can stay at max range to avoid the damage, while melee players they need to either range it or line of sight the Shadow Nova. That's why we stand next to this little nook at the wall, because when he does that, you can run around and hide in this little nook, and it range it, it line of sights it to where uh, the uh, the Shadow. No, it doesn't hit you. Now, phase two is the most dangerous part of the fight because of thrash. It can kill a tank. And it can seem like it's just one hit, but it's three in a row really fast. Um, yeah, they won't get any hit point or they won't get any heals because it's hitting faster than you can heal. So um, you just gotta, you, your tank's got to be able to take some damage, but you, your healer's got to be on spot. Oh, yeah. It is very important to keep all the debuffs uh, up during this phase. Anything like demoralizing shout, thunderclap, um, fairy fire. Uh, I use the. I've been using curse of recklessness, so that uh, takes their heart. Takes not on prince. On prince, I use curse of doom, just because of the the damage it does. In phase two, you'll want to use all of your DPS cooldowns, such as Bloodlust or Heroism, to push through the phase as quickly as possible. Because your tank is taking a lot of damage and your healers are just going through me. You get to phase three at, what is it, 30, 20, 27%, 30%, something like that. You get to phase three. 
He'll drop his axes and they'll attack just random players. They just fly around attacking people. All you gotta do is heal them up and uh, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Amplified damage does come out. Uh, it can be on a tank, but as soon as it lands, you'll wanna um, you'll wanna remove it or just keep the people healed. Uh, I really have never had any problem with just keeping people healed. Yeah. So that's pretty much the three phases. Um, well, now, once he's in his phase where he has his axes, he no longer does shadow no, or he no no longer does feeble. Sorry, feeble. I think he might still do shadow no, but he no longer does feeble. So you don't have to worry about dying at one hit point with the one hit point. Yeah, that's pretty much just three phases. What he does, uh, his debuffs and things like that. He does drop the TR four helm, so that's something to think about. And he also drops Light's Justice. Light's Justice, which I don't want to talk about ever again. <laughs> you got it, that's all you care about. Yeah, I finally got it, and um, it's been a while now since you know, I've had it, but finally got it. And oh, and the Hunters never, and Rogues like the Sun Fury Bow of the Phoenix. Yeah. So well, there's a lot of good stuff off of this guy. And, oh, uh, what I, what I don't get is... Elemental shamans and boom boomies want to get the the mind blade, but mages and warlocks also want it. But they can equip swords that have all that stuff on it too. When shamans and druids can't get it, <laughs> can't use swords, and so this is the only thing that helps out elemental shamans and boomkins when. Mages and Warlocks can also use the swords that drop elsewhere. So yeah, well, it kind of pisses me off whenever I'm on an Elemental Shaman or Boomkin and I need a Mind Blade and they're like, oh, I want it. And I'm like, you can go to bags and girls and get the sword. I can't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you got no Boomkin or Elemental Shaman in the raid or ones that need it, then of course, Mages and Warlocks, go ahead and get it. Just keep in mind, if there is, you know, you're probably going to make him a little upset because you could wear a sword. Sorry. That was oh, my yeah. rant. That was my rant. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. You got anything else? I think so. All right. Well, I guess that's it. And until next week, have fun playing the game. As always. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can email us at wowresurrected at outlook.com. This show is brought to you by Heartland Production Entertainment. If you'd like to help to make the show better, go to patreon.com slash heartlandpae. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.